The reading this morning, or to ask it in the form of a question, what John had to write about Gaius. If he was saying that about you, if you were going to prosper physically as you were spiritually, how would you be doing? How would you be doing? If you were prospering physically as you are spiritually, How would you be doing? What type of life would you be living? There is that connection to a degree between the physical and the spiritual. John alludes to that a little bit. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So Gaius' soul was prospering well. And he would pray that his physical condition would also be able to match that. Now we sometimes, again, we were mentioned a little bit in the auditorium class this morning, have our own concept of what prospering means. Be it physically or be it spiritually. And oftentimes, we tend to forget how blessed we are, even in the physical realm, because of the love, the grace, and the mercy of God. We live in a world that He has created. He has created us in His own image, after His own likeness. He has made provisions for us in this world physically as well as spiritually. He has promised us that he will never leave us nor will he ever forsake us. He has promised us that there is nothing that we face but that we can handle. That he has promise that there is nothing that will overwhelm us spiritually if we have our trust in him to believe that he does care and that he does work his will out in the life of his children. Again, our concept of prospering physically may not be the same concept that God has of our prospering physically. We tend to be of that nature of wanting just a little bit more. However that may be, just a little bit more. Just a little bit longer. And sometimes again we forget 
the abundant grace and mercy that God has bestowed upon us, the care and the watch that he has given over us, taking care of our needs in ways that we have not yet even begun to comprehend. And he promised that he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. And knowing that that is the case, then what can man do to us? Well, then we in our mind can imagine a lot of things that man could do to us. But we fail again to forget that promise of God. Whatever it is that we face, he has given us the strength with which to deal with it in our lives. There is spiritual prosperity and there is material prosperity. A healthy spiritual life and a healthy physical life. And from John's writing, Gaius was doing very well spiritually and was praying that his physical condition would be able to match what he had spiritually. So the question comes down to us, where are we spiritually? Are we just eking out a spiritual life? Are we being satisfied with just spiritual crumbs? I never fully grasp the bountiful blessings that God has for us even spiritually. Just, just knowing that God cares for you as an individual. Just knowing He knows exactly what you need long before you know that you need it. And has already provided that blessing. It's only sometimes when we stop and reflect do we begin to sense what God has given to us. And that's just the hem of the garment. To be able to delve so richly into his blessings. The air that we breathe. The heart that beats, the body that functions, may not function as well as it did at one time, but it functions. The care that he's given. Again, I don't know, it's just that I'm growing older. That is the case. But again, I just marvel in awe of the providence of God. Seeing how he has, how he is, and how he will bless his children. His interaction in our lives. His roadblocks at times to 
stop us from going down a particular way when we acknowledge that that is a roadblock. Sometimes we do not want to see the detour sign. Never found those detour signs to be a pleasant way of traveling. And we have a lot of those detour signs right here in this neighborhood and in Cedar Hill and around our country. An alternate route. And always was a reminder that the alternate route is a temporary route. Always was a reminder that the alternate route is a temporary route and that the temporary is always longer than you want it to be. But the end result is well worth it. The altars are alive for us to be able to refocus, to regroup, and to rethink, to, to seek for these blessings. I pray that your soul would prosper, that would abound in growth as you lean on the Lord, as you draw strength from the Lord, that as you understand that whatever it is that you're going through in life is only temporary, regardless of how long it is. Because life is only temporary. It does not matter where we're in our early years, our later years, or anywhere in between. Whatever it is we go through, however long it is. I need to see it from the perspective of God. Have you done that? Have you taken it from the perspective of God? Have you taken a look from yourself from God's perspective? You are my child. I have redeemed you with the blood of the Son of God. I have forgiven your sins and I never will remember them against you again. And I have a home for you in heaven that one day you could be with me eternally. And as you live here, let it be known, may you know of my love for you. May you know of my protection for you. We'll never grasp that protection. The fullness of it. Of his working his will out. Of his being able to know the end from the beginning. So that everything that happens in between that beginning and that end, he already knows and it's been worked for his glory, for his honor, and for our spiritual good. And he does at times bless us abundantly materially that we have not fully grasped at, at, at all. And yet there's still more there. But he reminds us that we 
tend to want more than what we already have, and what we have is in abundance. We are sometimes like small children. For those of us that are older, you remember going into the store that had the candy display. I don't know about you, but you could just drool over that candy for hours trying to pick out which one you wanted. And you always wanted more than what you were able to get. But then happy with what you got. We're like that spiritually sometimes. We think about God giving spiritual blessings. We think about God giving material blessings to us. And we tend to want them more than what we really need. Food and clothes in the scriptures remind us, would these be satisfied? No, I mentioned this morning, but no, we want the shelter in there too. We want the nice means of transportation, whatever else that we can think of. These are the necessities of life. And we are reminded by God, what did you bring into this world? And what are you taking out of this world? And what are you doing with what you have at the present time? Wherever we are, we have more than we did previous to this. How blessed are we? Yes, but I want more. God has given. God has given us abundantly, overflowing, pressed down. I need to spend time reflecting on that. How has he given to me abundantly, pressed down, overflowing in my spiritual life or in my physical life? Have I forgotten again? Everything that I have has come from him. And that he's always watching over me. And that he provides along the way. Gives us those riches and at times we just need to reflect back on the riches that we do have because of who we are and because what we have been given. You look at history, you read news, you reflect on life, and you see a world that has no peace, never happy, always afraid. Always suspicious. What's your ulterior motive? And therefore do not enjoy life. But the child of God, you know what you have? He watches over you. 
but that small children who, who play, small children who enjoy life without a care in the world, not fully realizing that the parents are watching over them. They have security, they have protection, because the parent is there watching the child. We have that Heavenly Father that watches us. We're to be able to enjoy this life, live life and live it abundantly, live it in joy, live it in hope. We prosper beyond our comprehension to understand what's involved. Do we understand where indeed all of that is from him? But that is based upon our walking in the truth. Jesus reminds us in John 14, verse 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through me. We're to walk in the truth. We're to walk in Christ. We're to walk in His Word. He is the truth. He helps us to put truth in perspective or for us to put life in perspective of what it really is. Things. Brevity of life, eternity, heaven, hell. What choices are we making? What are we basing those upon? A little bit later in that Gospel of John, chapter 14. Drop down to verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him And make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine. But the father who sent me. He who loves me. Father and him will make their abode or make their home with him. Again, the small child really does not understand the protection that the home gives. They know there's a home. 
They, they know that there's safety there. They know there's a parent there or parents there that love them. And somehow miraculously put food on the table. But they know they're loved and protected there. Do we understand what we're saying if we put that spiritually? God says, I and the Son will make our home in you. If God the Father has made his home in us, we have that security. We have that protection. And if we're dwelling spiritually in him or being blessed abundantly spiritually, does he also not care for us materially? But it's not always as we would want it to be. Love the 11th chapter of Hebrews down to verse 35. The great hall of faith. All the faithful ones of God. A lot of them being mentioned there and the blessings that they receive. But verse 35 and following talks about what happened to those who were scattered abroad because of persecution. Of how they had to live physically. But the temporary abode is never to overshadow the eternal home with God. God was with them. Again, what more would you what more do you want in knowing that God is with you? That he's making provisions for you. That was a lucky break. Wasn't expecting that. Well, that one worked out good. I didn't think it was. How many times in our lives do we react that way? Rather than reacting, Father, thank you. What else can I say but thank you? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for the provisions that you provide that I do not even see or know yet. Thank you for letting me be your child. And thank you for the spiritual blessings that you have given along the way. Is his truth abiding in you? Do we have that hunger and that thirst for his word? As a baby does for that new, the newborn baby does for the milk of the word. First Peter 2 and verse 2. We have a hunger for it. Babies want their nourishment. And they're not satisfied until they get it. They have no regards to the time. Day or night. When they're hungry, they're hungry. And when they're hungry, they want to be fed. Is that true spiritually? Is that true spiritually with you? Do you have a hunger for his word? A not being satisfied until it's being filled? That it matters not when it is? 
we have been so blessed that, again, we don't fully realize how blessed we are. To go back and see those in the first century and down through time, about the 1400s in there and around about, just to have what we have today. And then we are so blessed in our day and time that we can carry it around here. We take it with us. It's you can download an app for the Bible. And you can read it wherever you want to read it, however often you want to read it. We indeed are so blessed. Do I have that hunger for it? That regardless of what time it is, regardless of where I am, I have food to feed upon. And how do I feed upon that? How do I view his word? Do I have a a love for it? There are some physical foods. We'll not use the word that sometimes is used. That I just do not or have not and do not desire to acquire a taste for. I've had them. Don't like them. Prefer to leave them alone. Do I do that spiritually? Are there passages or books that I just prefer not to feed upon? This is the food that the Heavenly Father gave to his children. Do I not love it? Can I not learn from it? Do I have that hunger for it? Again, if it was flipped over. How would I be doing physically? As I am spiritually. Would I be like Gaius? You have a love for the truth. You have a love for God. And may you prosper physically as you are spiritually. Could that be said of you? Could that be said of you? I pray to God with all my heart that you would prosper physically as you are spiritually. God in his grace and his mercy 
His foreknowledge has granted us time and opportunity within our life to grow. We're not where we were yesterday, and we're not where we will be tomorrow. But sufficient for the day is his grace and his mercy. Are we growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Is it our heart's desire and our prayer to God that we would honor and glorify him every day that we live? As we sing that invitation song, is it true? You're singing it. You're singing it from your heart. Is it true? Do you honestly mean it? I need thee every hour. God so loved you that he gave his son. It gives you time to respond to the love of the Father, to become his child and to live and to grow and to serve him. And then one day, one day to hear, welcome home eternally. We could help you if we could assist you in any way in making life right with God. We need to respond to that invitation. And indeed, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.